0: Previously, on the Land of Yalisha. The Dragon Emperor has been gone for 300 years, and the lands of Yalisha have lived in their own governance. But now, the Dragonborns are looking for a new way to take over the world. Danger is coming. The world needs heroes. Who will step up to save the world? Find out on The Lands of Yalisha. Stories like these start in the darkness. Long tunnels of creeping darkness underneath the Great Red Mountain. Zaya keeps her hand on the back of Darvin as they make their way through these tunnels. It's easy to get lost under here. Nothing is labeled, because if you label them, you're making maps for people who want to come in and steal whatever precious metals or tools that remain in the mountains. In these tunnels, she doesn't need the light. No dragonborn would. She wants a job that doesn't have her coming down into the tunnels with every crazy tale of monsters in the mines but this is the only job she can find. Sure, it's been a few hundred years since the invasion, and the people of this land still don't trust the dragonborn. Not that she blames them. Slaw left quite a legacy, and whatever he didn't, the soldiers who stayed behind did. She's been in this land for, what, like ten years now? She still has a hard time understanding all the dialects and words of some of the people. Luckily, she has Darwin to listen to the complaints of the miners. He likes that kind of thing. He's a man of the people. Folky. So when a party of miners amped and talking too fast, saying they saw stuff in the tunnels, Zaya could not understand them and sent them on to Darwin. And soon it was decided that they would all go down to see what all the noise was about. But as of now, everything is quiet. Everything is still. One of the miners that went down with them stayed. The rest got afraid. He calls himself Jace. Like Zaya, he came from somewhere else and settled into this town to work in the mines. He seems nice enough it's a shame he isn't much of a fighter or a mage, or else he would be doing what Zeya and Darwin do for the mining company instead of hollowing out all the precious minerals. Most of the time, there's nothing down in these tunnels. Rats get into crates, cast shadows from lanterns. Sometimes it's giant worms. Most of the time, it's nothing. The worst part of the tunnels isn't the darkness nor the lack of air. No. Being down there, even for a moment, just seems to take something out of Zaya. You can only hollow out a mountain so much before you have to put something else back into it, or it'll sink into itself, or worse, collapse onto the town. The miners pull the rock from one set of tunnels and use it to fill up a tunnel that doesn't seem to have anything left to mine. When you go down into these tunnels, you feel like you also have to leave part of yourself in the mines as well. From time to time, Jace asks Zaya about Darwin, if his, true, if his story is true or not. He is very interested, but won't ask Darwin. Zaya knows what it means to Darwin to have these stories about him, so she even exaggerates some of, some of his amazing feats. Crawling around the tunnels is rough on Zaya, is rough on Sanka, her eagle familiar. She calls him an eagle because she doesn't know what else to call him. He's unlike any eagle from Yalisha, so she can claim that he came from the other lands. His beak is black and broad, and as a spell familiar, her life is tied to Zaya's. They can speak to one another. Sanka is not sure what she is. She believes she's a bird, and that's apparent because of the egg. When Zaya summons Sanka from that cursed spell, this bird came with an egg. So Sanka carries the egg around, and at night Sanka rests on the eggs, hoping that one day it'll hatch. And when Sanka flies, she tells Zaya to watch the egg. Sometimes Zaya pretends to lose the egg when Sanka is off flying. To the rest of the world, Sanka can speak little one-word phrases like a trained parrot. But she's really exp- expressive with her eyes and her beak. Zaya knows she should keep a hood over Sanka's head, unless there really is something down here. But they'd have to brighten the room for Sanka to fly. She would need to waste time casting a spell. No, if there's something really down here in the darkness, best to fight it in the dark and get it over with before they could find Zaya and Darvin in the darkness. The people around town are not afraid of her. She is not a descendant of one of the warriors brought to Yalisha to take over. She is small, slighter than any of the warriors in the land, smaller than any goblin, orc, lizardman or even smaller than the kobolds of the area. Her green scales are very faint, like shadows under leaves. And with those in the filed edges of her horns, she's pretty easy to hide under a large hood and fit in under a crowd. Darwin carefully puts the hilt of his massive axe over his toes so he can find it again in the darkness. Zeya considers moving the axe, as she always does, just behind him, or off to the side, just to play a trick. And as she tries to reach for it this time, Sanka tightens her grip on Zeya's shoulders. Zeya is certain that the only reason the mining company hired her for this job was because that she could see in the dark. Her magic is all well and good, but there are other casters. Ones that had not been dismissed from their warlock school. But in true Dragonborn fashion, she doesn't seem to care. She trims her horns on her head, an old habit from the warlock school, but one she keeps doing. Being Dragonborn has its perks. In tunnels like these, sure. Sure. But to get the job, she needed something more, and it helped that Darvin found her one day fighting against a pair of kobolds who had stolen food from a local farmer. What he doesn't know is that Zaya was working with the kobolds, and she was only fighting them off because they had double-crossed her, but he doesn't need to know that. Darvin takes a long time studying the tunnels ahead. Zaya can see the light flickering in some of them. Miners leave the candles lit when they come down and leave them lit as they go past. Why leave someone else in the darkness, you know? Zaya feels Senka twitch on her shoulder and she whispers to Darvin, Senka is jumpy. There may be something here after all. Jace nods and says, of course there is. We wouldn't tell you if there wasn't. Darwin shushes the two of them. He puts the little one in his pocket stalks forward. Zaya moves behind, always staying behind. Darvin can swing that axe in mighty big arcs, and she doesn't want to be too close when he charges in, because he always charges in. Loud voices cheer. Not us. Jace says. Darvin turns to Zaya, who waves her fingers and turns off the spell on Darvin and Jace. She undoes the hood on Sanko's eyes. They grow bold. They must have something. Darvin turns to Jace. What have you been mining down here? He looks around. This tunnel is hundreds of years old and sealed easily for the last 200, maybe three. Probably because they didn't find any silver down here anymore. But they didn't get out all the metal. There's this big vein of tin that we've been getting. And the voices up ahead stop. Darvin shushes Jace. The group moves to the side of the tunnel as a light shines down the corridor before going back in. Tin, Zaya whispers. All you had to say was you were mining tin. Darwin stops to check his goggles, points the wand around. The wand really isn't magic, though the goggles are. Zaya just tells him that it is. Jace is amazed with the goggles that she gave him. He asks if he can keep them for when he comes back down tomorrow. And Zaya says she would consider it. Honestly, I don't know why you don't all get them, she says sarcastically. And then there's Lev, another product of that wrongful spell. Zaya is not ready to admit to the world that Lev exists. And the rest of the world can't see him, so it really doesn't matter. And so the five of them, Jace, Darwin, Lev, Sanko, and Zaya slowly moved down the tunnels. Darvin stopped suddenly to check his goggles, pointing the wand around. The goggles are magic. The wand is not. Just another little trick Zaya planned and forced onto Darvin. Jace is just amazed with the goggles that she gave him. He asks if he can keep them for when he comes back down tomorrow, back to the mines, and Zaya says she would consider it. Honestly, I don't know why they don't give you each one, she says sarcastically. Lev jumps up and down on the ground and starts running down the tunnel after the light. Zaya, for a second, almost rushed forward with him. Almost. But imaginary things can't get hurt. He turns the corner and disappears, only to reappear right next to her. He can only go so far without having to be summoned back to her side. They look at one another, and it looks like he is the one that's frustrated with her. She wants to tell him, what do you expect? Because he seems to understand her words, though he can't quite make any words back. His mouth moves, but she can't ever hear anything. He crosses his arms. The group moves closer. More talking comes from the tunnel ahead. They have that section of the tunnel well lit, and they can see shadows coming out. They don't care that they seem really easy to spot. They don't care that they're so loud. Before they jump in, Zaya counts four voices, all speaking in a language she understands, the common language. Zaya is confident, that they can still do this. Darvin pushes on. He's not going crazy. They must not be orcs. They might be goblins. Maybe something else. Kobolds probably. They have been found in the tunnels before. Jace was right about these mines. There are no new mines in the mountain anymore. All the tunnels have been reused. He was right too. This tunnel was probably mined for silver first leaving the veins of lesser metals, like this vein of tin that they could see sparkling overhead. Because why mine for tin when you can go somewhere else in the mountain and get diamonds or gold or silver or something even better? Well, these new, old mines were made by sealing up the old tunnels when you saw a vein disappear. Because if you dig too deep under the shafts you already make, you have to fill them before the mountain collapses. And the problem with all these reused tunnels is it makes it easy for other people to burrow into the mountain. They ready themselves. They tell Jace to hide behind a rock or something. This won't take too long. Darwin and Zaya have a move that they like to use for something like this. Kobolds, orcs, goblins, anything that lives above the land likes the light. So when they catch them in the tunnels, the first move is to darken the room. And with Darwin's goggles, he can go in and swing away, and Zaya can cast from the back. However, when they fight worms or rats, you need the darkness. Thanks for listening this week. I'm hoping to maybe start to move these up and maybe record every week. It depends on your feedback. Uh, if you listen to this one and you want to hear more and you want to hear it more frequently, let me know if this is just an exercise for me. I'm just going to write it every other week. But if a lot of you are listening to it and like it, then I'll record it every week. I would also like, you know, we've met a couple new characters, Darwin and Zaya. They're going to be permanent characters unless, you know, something bad happens to them. Uh, And Senka, the the black-beaked eagle, that's really just a spell that came to life. And Lev is a little imaginary monster that only Zaya can see. Uh, So we have some permanent characters in there. And you also met Jace. Um, We all know Jace. But as I told you that a lot of the students that make Scholars of the Week are going to start appearing into these stories as well. Uh, so yeah uh, keep working hard become scholars of the week you might end up in the stories I would love to see what you guys picture in your minds when you hear about these characters through your drawings Uh, and next week you'll hear a whole lot more so yes please keep drawing please keep being awesome and let me know what you guys think of this thank you all and until next time this was the lands of Yalisha the five get one last good look into the room and see the four kobolds looking into a little crevice that Jason and his team had made. They gathered all the mining equipment and it was around, heaped around their feet as they stared into that crevice. And as far as Zaya could tell, they were looking to steal the equipment and the, and mine out as much of the metal as they could before they made a break for it. But for something, for some reason, all four stopped and are just looking into the crevice. Zaya hears the click, click of a pick digging into the mountain. There's at least one, maybe more in that crevice, mining as the rest keep watch. Lev again runs into the room and stops at the edge next to the kobolds. They can't see him, can't feel him, don't know he's there. And before he has to get someone back to her, he turns and runs back to Zaya, and the look of worry and fear on his face gives Zaya pause, that is, until Darvin screams his battle cry and rushes in.